Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Once again, it is the Lakers fast break. It is Gerald Glassford along with Magic Man Sean Rice and Joe Soro. Just make sure you go ahead and check out our other great shows, including the Pop Culture Cosmos, where we cover the latest news and trends in pop culture each and every week, twice a week, wherever you get your podcasts, but also as well. Of course, I do the Inside Sports Fantasy Football with Chris Sardieri, who's probably not a happy camper right now as a New York Giants fan, but he, along with the guys from the Lakers Fast Break, were on a great show last week, so I look forward to more great thoughts from Chris here. Coming up for week five in the NFL, teams are already starting to have some buys, so you got to go ahead and make sure you're aware of what's going on with your fantasy team coming up here on Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Also, as well as Joe Sorrell, I just mentioned him. He goes ahead by the moniker of Ox1947. There you go, 1947 indeed, because you can find him at LakersBall.com under Ox1947. And of course, the company that he owns, Simblades, Simblades with a Y.com. And contrary to any rumors out there about Joe on our previous show, well, I don't know if you're listening to us, it'll actually be the following show. When we were talking to Peter Sampson on Portland, he was not sleeping. So I just want to make sure that everybody's aware that it has been confirmed he was absolutely awake for the entire interview. It was actually a really good interview with Peter Sampson. I hope you guys catch it because he had a lot of great things to say. Sean is is not convinced, but go ahead and check out (laughs) Joe Sorrow. You're like this. It was look like this. Okay. Your eyelids were closed. Does it look like like I'm sleeping? It looks like, yes, to be honest with you. Well, you look like you're sleeping and then spitting ice back into your. Well, cup, I look but... like I'm sleeping because my, my, my focus is on the phone. Oh, <laughs> uh, but I tell you what, go ahead and follow him today. On, of course, my ass was asleep, but not my face. Also, please go ahead and check out what they're doing at Lakerholics.com. <laughs> you know, Laker Tom is already giddy, giddy. Somebody Giddy. say there's not a big difference between the two, Joe. Can I finish my intro? <laughs> Sorry. Please? No, no. I got to give all these people pop. They come on our shows. They're so nice. They deal with us. Can I do my intro? Thank you. 
LakersBall.com, even though I can't post on anymore because unfortunately it keeps kind of showing a virus for me. So I'm like, I can't go. And I told them to try and fix it. They haven't fixed it yet. But if you can get on there, please go ahead and try LakersBall.com. Also as well, Empire Jeff TV. He just got finished talking about Media Day. So go ahead and check out what he has to say on YouTube at Empire Jeff TV. Lakers and five, go ahead and check out what those guys do as well you know, on that great channel on YouTube. And of course, John McCallion, always good to see him going ahead and sh- putting out those streams. Go ahead and support them today by subscribing. And speaking of subscribing, we always kid around with this, but we always remind you if you've not done that yet already, I don't even want to see the percentage when I go to my screen in the back as far as youtube and i look it up as far as the creator studio and i see how many people are that are watching are subscribed and not subscribed i don't want to see that because i know that all these other youtube individuals for personalities they always worry about that i certainly hope you do subscribe today because not only does it help us it also helps you because it gives you the latest notifications on when we go live on the air with another Lakers Fast Break podcast. This is our third show of the night, and if you were subscribed, you would have gotten a notification on that. So welcome to our thoughts, because Lakers training camp is starting officially tomorrow. And what starts before then, but nothing other than Lakers Media Day 2023. But before we do, I've got a special toast to my good friend, Mr. Magic Man, Sean Grice. Sean, I toast to you, my friend, for your hard work and getting all 29 NBA team previews done, although I did help myself from time to time. A great portion of the work was done by you, and you are deserving of all the praise and glory for that. But if you want to go ahead and check out every single NBA team preview that we've done, you know, that's not the edge we want to actually see, Joe, but okay. Go ahead And check it out below on the YouTube channel. It's a playlist I have created with all the NBA team previews. So go ahead and do that. (laughs) It is Lakers Media Day, and it looks like they were having much less fun than we're having here on the show. Did you say nutless fun? No, much less fun. Much less fun because they just, I'm sure the players and the Lakers team as a whole Stood up there for their fake smiles for the pictures up there. Cheese, I'm standing there. This is we're gonna look so good this year. We're looking so bad, you know. And then they do their intros. The I don't think I remember seeing them do that. But yeah, yeah, they took their pictures. Yeah, did you? I don't know remember that? them singing. No, I said they say their promos and the intros for KCAL because they all and then also Spectrum Cable. Yours, you have Spectrum Cable, so you get to see it. I, so. have, I have Direct TV. Oh, you have Direct TV. <laughs> well, there you go. So, but they all they have their intros that they tape and record right there on Media Day. But also as well, they go ahead and they answer questions from the press at large and. Boy, do they always look so thrilled in doing so. But there were some things of note to talk about on today's program. And here today to go ahead and do just that. Good man, indeed. Yeah, all you hear is Gerald. I'm the host, that's why. You'll hear them in a second, Dante. Don't worry, you'll get your you'll get your Joe Sorrow fix here in a sec. I know that the there's a portion of the audience that cannot live without a Joe rant or a Joe talk to you about that. So, all right, you'll get it soon. It is the Magic Man, Sean Grice. And Sean, great to have you here, my friend. 
your thoughts on today's Laker Media Day. I guess there wasn't any bombshells or anything as far as uh, strife or anything, you know, that's like really juicy to sink into, like the fact in Philadelphia that, you know, James Harden didn't even show up for Media Day. So I'm sure the NBA will not be appreciating that too much. Or Giannis Tentacumpo, who said, yeah, I want to be a Milwaukee for as long as they win. Which, again, leads us to believe that, you know, that's not much different than what he said before. But your thoughts, my friend, on Lakers Media Day. Obviously, the best news that came out of it was that from LeBron James, he said that his son, Bronny James, is doing well. Uh, according to Coach Andy Einfeld last week, he said he's going to class, not yet at practice, but there will come a day soon where Bronny James is back practicing and playing for the USC Trojans. Yeah, you know what, Gerald? It's it's nice to to see a media day with the Lakers that doesn't involve cherry bombs being thrown in the toilet or turds in the punch bowl. It was just a bland media day. Couldn't be happier about that. Giannis pretty much said the same thing he said two weeks ago. I don't know why people are acting like it's any different. Uh, as far as we're concerned, yeah, it was kind of boring to me, Gerald, which is a nice change of pace for this organization. Yeah, no controversy or drama. It's actually kind of no, nice. It was, actually. Um, and, obvi- like, the the silver lining and the, the, the positive takeaway is that Brownie's fully healthy. It looks like he's going to be a go for uh, USC this year, so I think that's great. That was great news. That was, that great. was great news. Tremendous you know, that ultimately means he, uh, Bronny's fully recovered and can continue uh, his athletic career, Gerald. So, I mean, just uh, positives all around on that note. Kind of scary, though, that the, he did say that there was a surgical procedure done uh, mm-hmm. while he was in the hospital for those three days. So it was kind of scary hearing that that takes place because you never want to mess around with the heart. But Obviously, it's leading to some good results and the fact that he will be getting out on the court real soon, Sean. Yeah, absolutely, Gerald. And you know something? I mean, that's uh, – Gerald, that's common. I'm, I'm sure you, uh, your, two, your two daughters who are aspiring nurses and your, uh, your wife uh, and myself, you know, all have kind of history with that. And, you know, you can kind of be born with a hole in your heart. And I was. You were. So, yeah, one of those individuals, and sometimes they don't find it. Um, About the size of a pin. Pin, mine yeah. Was, so. so I mean, it was just, it was just fortunate, Joe. That that's that's what it was. Is uh, fortunate and uh, also blessing that uh, Bronny had a strong heart because it looks like he's recovered. Absolutely, great to hear that he's gone back to classes and that he will be practicing sometime in the near future. I know there's much more that we can go ahead and go over about the what was thought was said during the course of the summer, which kind of proved out to not to either be false or it proved out to be not true or yeah, just not to not really anything of note or consequence. We'll go ahead and discuss that and some things of note as well. But also here today, good man indeed. You're gonna get your Joe Sorrow fixed because he's here right now. It is the man behind Oxide T47 at LakersBall.com. It is Joe Sorrell. And Joe, good to have you here. Again, it wasn't the most exciting Lakers media day ever. But then again, that's kind of good, isn't it? I was born with a hole in my soul. Well, it's still there. It hasn't healed, that's for sure. 
There was something that came that came up though. I don't know if you guys watched the Anthony Davis interview, but Anthony Davis threw out a little bit of a gauntlet towards Denver. I think it was towards Mike Malone and his uh, gyrations at the at the parade. Oh, he had too much cinnamon whiskey, <clears throat> Joe. He got uh, a little over his head. The only problem with AD saying this is AD doesn't necessarily usually back up his talk. Like, you know, so I'm hoping that that, that happens. I, well, that, I end up, And that it, they use it as motivation. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to knock off the champs on our way to the title, if possible. That would be nice, so... He's set the seat. He's he's planted the seat already. So we're gonna see what kind of opening day message the Lakers are going to serve if AD comes out and drops forty and twenty on Denver in Denver on ring night. I'll probably take it a little bit more seriously. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. Bring me all of the Star Trek all of the time, and I will be an incredibly happy girl. Even if it's terrible. It's like pizza. Bad pizza is still pretty good because it's pizza. Bad Star Trek is still pretty good because it's still Star Trek. That's the way that I look at it. Just let it sit in the refrigerator for a day and be cold. That's it. Yep. That's the Pop Culture Cosmo Show. And the PCC Multiverse. Catch our shows on Worldwide Radio seven days a week and wherever you get your podcasts. Well, let me ask you this. What would be the best playoff scenario? Would it be like beating Golden State in the first round or beating Memphis in like in the first round, beating Golden State in the second round, just like last year? then beating Denver, then beating the Celtics for the championship? Would that be the ultimate point? Ideally, it would be if I had to choose uh, Warriors in the first round, Phoenix in the second, Denver in the Western Conference Finals, okay. and then taking out Boston in in, uh, in the finals. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, that's, that's a lot. That's a lot of road. That's hard work right there. That's hard work there. The Lakers would have to be pretty damn dominant. That would ha- that, that would That reminds me of Shaq and Kobe teams just mowing everybody down that that that's good <laughs> I mean shoot even even the 2010 run for the Lakers they beat every 50 win team that year on the way to, to the championship this is true my friend this is true one thing I will ask you though is if you can go ahead and let me know in your thoughts in regards to the fact that LeBron James did comment on AD, saying that AD is now the man. AD is now the guy that the team has to look towards you as the as the guy on the team. Your thoughts, do you take it at face value, or do you see it as another attempt by LeBron just to get inside AD's head? I don't believe anything they say. <laughs> I could tell. I could tell. Magic Man, what were your thoughts on Trudell that? Trudell does. 
Uh, Trudell, yeah, Bob yeah Trudell believes everything. That Cher- Cheryl, Cheryl, that come on, that's just uh, it's. I'm uh, just it's, feeding you the questions. Yeah, I, 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 I know. already know the answers. Yeah, it's just a platitude. Yeah, platitude, I mean, baby, platitude. It's. I mean, that's it. I'll, I'll have to see it in practice. Yeah, I have to this, see it in but practice. This is just I guarantee plain you, old, plain old platitude. Pop. I guarantee you, if guys like us were around this media thing, they would never say these things. Because oh, I, I would say, what do you mean it's AD's team? What are you talking about? You're yeah, LeBron you'd ask, James. You'd ask him to expand his You're answer. LeBron James. What do you mean it's his team? Who, who's, who are you fooling? And then everybody would be like, ha, 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 ha. no, I'm serious. Come on, LeBron. There's no such thing as it, it, it's AD's team. This is LeBron James's team until LeBron James decides to take it out. Right? So you're telling me it's his team, yet every time I see you guys, you're doing this. You think the king goes, oh, it's the bishop's castle. (laughs) Oh, no, it's our main, our first knight's castle. Guys, stop insulting our intelligence. Enough of the BS, please. Um, it's all I ask. I mean, is that is that my am I asking for too much here? Hell yeah, you're asking for too much. <laughs> I'll drink to that. <laughs> Once again, it is the Lakers. I mean, really, game. you're not, but you kind of. Yeah, but the, it was funny the way you said it, though. So it was fun. It was good. <laughs> Once again, it's the Lakers fast break. It Are is we Joe boring Cole. you, Gerald? No. Yeah, he looks bored. He really <laughs> no, does. No, no, not at all. Just uh, you guys doing your thing. I think Once Gerald I... likes – see, here's the thing. The difference between oh, Gerald go. and us is is Gerald likes the feels. We don't give it rats behind about feels, so at least I don't. <laughs> I-D-G-A-R-A for life. <laughs> These are life the guys is too short. With. Life is too short to just BS all day, every day. Define feels. Feels. You like good stories and massaging of the of the heartstrings. How do you know? Well, just because I know. No, 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 you don't. <laughs> These are the guys I work with. Okay, so so let's talk about the media day. Everybody's positive, right? Oh, hey, I've been working all summer. Best shape of my life. Best shape of my life. And I we're we're here. We're a team and we're backing each other up. And we're championship. Here, to, here we yay, come. And let's do this. And yes. And then all of a sudden I'm like sitting there going, if you guys get blown out opening night i'm gonna kick your ass with my foot so that's the thought process well why are you being so negative not negative if they win opening night by whooping some ass i'll be like oh (laughs) so they were working this summer talk is cheap stats are for losers all I care about is this. Can't see me unless you do this. 
Bloodhound says the team will take time to gel, and that was something that no, was no, no. This is not Russell Westbrook on this team. This team needs to set a mark. They've been practicing in San Diego, getting ready already, creating the chemistry. They Wait, need here, to. And here's and here's the thing, Gerald. I forget who we had on a few days ago, but um, I had just done some research earlier that day, and they had brought up the. The opening day. Oh, it was Rich from Let's Go Warriors. He brought up the uh, ring ceremony game. I did some research. Over the past 10 years, eight out of the 10 defending champions have won on ring night, Gerald. I'm going to ask you a question. Of the two teams who didn't win on ring night, which one of those teams do you think was that, Gerald? I believe one was the Lakers. That's correct. We lost. We lost to the Clippers on on ring night. Pretty we, sure I, I remember that. And the only other team to lose was Dallas. Dallas oh, lost Dallas. The, okay. the next year. Yeah. So I really want to pound the Nuggets on ring night. Trail. You're talking about Dirk's Dallas, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I really that that's basically what Joe's saying. Don't show me. Don't, don't don't talk about it. Show me, right? On opening night. So you got to put up at least, if they're really, like, I'm thinking they got to put up at least 130, 140 on, on Denver to really send a message, Gerald. If they really want to send a message, they will just blow them out. Like the doors off. Like, that. this is what we're talking about, though, because AD is really, Joe's right. The daddy comments, I think, piss him off. Doesn't doesn't usually play pissed off, Gerald. But when he when he does, he's usually very forceful. So yes. I'm om- I'm almost imagining that we're going to see a very forceful Anthony Davis on opening day. I hope everybody follows. Can follow- he sustain it? Right, right. That's the point. That so I it think- can become its team. Otherwise, because like I said, it, we I think all three of us has to see it to believe it. You know, LeBron can tell you the media all he wants that it's 80s team, it's 80s team, it's 80s team, la, 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 la. We all know, like you said, it's LeBron, you know, and whether you love him or hate him, you do know he has to, with those, with just the amount of, of just amount of games he's played, amount of experience he's had, amount of points he's scored, et cetera, et cetera, championships, all that, he does have a little bit of an ego. So in order to go ahead and, you know, truly believe, He's going to have to go ahead and and tamper down his ego in order to go ahead and get it to AD and allow him to be the number one, which, again, when it comes down to crunch time, Joe, do you think they're going to go ahead and, and, and you know, even it out, play it more AD style, or still it's going to be a LeBron isolation, chucking up those threes once again? No, I think LeBron needs to understand that chucking up threes likely cost them the, the title last year, they give yeah, ill-advised shots. If you want to go, we've seen AD be clutch. We saw it. You know, it yep. Saw it against Denver uh, on a game-winning three. So it's happened. We've seen it. It's won us a championship. The reality of AD is, can he stay healthy for an entire season and playoffs not just physically mentally because i think a lot of his fatigue is mental 
because it takes a certain mentality to want to crush your enemies. And if the daddy comment is the first time in AD's professional career where he's like, oh, okay. Oh, you want daddy to come now? All right, I'll show you who daddy is. Well, hopefully he can show daddy eight times against Denver. That's that's what I'm going to be waiting for. Can't can't you can't get all upset without it coming back with some some juice. And the juice is whooping that ass and having a higher number at the end of the game. That's how you that's how you do it. So it's nice. I do like the I do like a little bit of angst in games and fights just because it adds a little bit more flair to the player. These are professional players. Uh, bulletin board material is a legitimate thing. It does rile people up. And a lot of times when people get riled up, they usually show they show up. Uh, but again, I'm not going to sit here and say that LeBron uh, bequeathing the team to AD is, has any relevance or any merit. There's no such thing as an all-time great ever relinquishing his throne. And I'm using that because he calls himself the king, right? Kobe never did it. Uh, once he got it, Shaq reluctantly gave it to Dwayne Wade because his game was you know, disintegrating. I don't even know if that's considered really anything other than that. Uh, the greats don't do that. I just They just don't. So until I... Until I see LeBron throwing the ball down into the into the post to AD on a last second shot, I'm going to believe that LeBron's going to either go to the hole and dish or take the shot. Well, the thing is also, you know, and Lakers in five has a good point. You know, LeBron is in year 21. AD needs to take over. But it's also AD just, you know, backing up what he says, Sean, and actually doing it and actually wanting to do it and actually having the temperament to do it. Part of the reason. He is the way he is, is, you know, one of the best number twos, you know, for the past few years, Sean, is because he just hasn't had the temperament to want to be that number one guy. So in order, I guess, the, the, the whole organization thinks he can take that next step. They signed him to the extension. They put their money and faith into him. It is now time for the tour AD to go ahead and take the reins and go ahead and take the ball away from LeBron and say, you know what? I need it in the clutch. I'm the one who should be the first option when it comes down to crunch time and in the playoffs. He needs to go ahead and have that temperament. He needs to change the scenario and actually everything that we've known about him for so many years, be on the floor, be more consistent all year long, and also be able to go ahead and have that temperament to go ahead and get it done when it matters the most, like he has before at times, but he's just been so reluctant to go ahead and do so. Now is the time for him to take over so that LeBron can go ahead and have be fresher and be more available to us when it matters the most. Yeah, Gerald, you know, this is a, this is a man who got uh... – a double nickel once for the purple and gold. So, and there's of the legends that have played for us, there's less than a handful of guys who've been able to do that. And he's one of them, you know, it's but the question is, does he, Oh, will he step up to do it? That's, that's the thing. He averaged, he averaged 19 and a half and 12 and a half in the first round against Memphis, Gerald. He had two really good games and he had two really poor games. So that 19 and 12, really doesn't tell you the player's dominant, right? It's 
No, less than 20 points per game. Eh, you're doing, you're do. It's acceptable uh, for a number number two or number three, Gerald. Not for a number one. Yeah. Uh, a number one in that series averages, you know, 28 and 14, and just eats alive Triple J and Stephen Adams and whoever they want to throw at him. I think he can again, but it, it's Gerald. Like we talked about this before, and I know Jamie talks about it a lot too. It's like, like passivity and aggression. It's not like a switch. Can't decide to turn it on or off. You either have it or you don't. It's not. It's not either. You have it in reserve, or you don't have it. You either got it or you don't. And he has to have it, and he has to step up to it. And the thing is, this is the guy, you know, who has said on quite many occasions, you know, both, you know, out and in the open and also behind the scenes that he wants to stay at the, at the four spot, even though statistically everyone knows that he plays better from the five spot, but he's always said he wants to go the four. It looks like this year starting off Joe, that he's going to play the five. I don't know if it's a hundred percent certain, obviously there's been no you know set number five starter as of yet, but it looks more and more like he's going to be playing the number five, but he has to have that mentality that he can dominate any other center in the league at this point in time. doesn't matter if it's Joker. doesn't matter if it's Embiid. He has enough talent to go ahead and mate, match up with them mano y mano and really come out on top. It's just a matter of does he have what it takes as far as the drive to do so. And, and hopefully as now, if the team is absolutely going to go ahead and do just that and allow him the opportunity to be the number one or LeBron handing over the reins, so to speak, which you and I don't think will happen. It just has to be at some point in time for the team to go all the way. I think AD has to step up even more. There is one little caveat in that four or five scenario. Mm -hmm. If Christian Wood uh, plays lights out at the center position, that could change that. That's a big if. So... There's a there's a there's a light there's a better chance that it'll work out that way than not because you're you're dealing with someone who is talented enough to do it. Uh, the only issue is defense, right? So if he's a issue on the defensive end to the point where the team is being derailed, then obviously you can't do that. But let's say he plays at least good team defense and is shooting forty two percent from three. You're I cannot tell you how. I would say devastating that would be for the opposing team with that kind of space for LeBron James. And even to some degree, which is Darvin Ham is going to be playing Austin Reeves at the point sometimes as well. So that means LeBron might be roaming around a little bit more. If you can open up that lane that much more, you are going to have an advantage. Sean, you're shaking your head. Uh, is it because of the fact that, yes, I would like to see Wood and AD pair up from time to time. But the thing is, if they pair up with LeBron, again, who guards the threes during this process? I would just go try to go small if I was the opposing coach and see what happens there. But it could work we out. Know, like, like We knew Darvin would love that. But, you know, exactly. But Joe could be right. If they go to a smaller set and the Lakers have that big front line, it could – you know, like I said, it could it works out both ways. Much better on office offense, but who knows what it's going to be like on defense, Sean? 
yeah, who knows, Gerald? Because right now, like you said, the it's it's a mystery wrapped in enigma, wrapped in a brittle, wrapped in a who the hell knows who's legitimately gonna be the stopper because that person has yet to reveal themselves. We we think it's Vando, but we don't know yet. I'm with you. Like that those three guys on the floor without an established um role player that's you can see his three D Gerald. I just don't see it working yet. And it's great in practice. I just wouldn't go with it in a game situation until you get that hole plugged up. I gotta see if because you like I said, when when you're having those three out there and you go big like that, you know, you must have wood stretching the floor out, Joe. You're right. It must be where he's hitting 40 to 42 percent of his threes. If that's the case, then it makes any problems or issues you might have on the defensive end that much easier to deal with because you're hitting shots, you're out on the break, you're going ahead and having LeBron with open lanes to the basket. You're getting the fouls. You're going ahead and shooting a lot of free throws. Things are are really good and really cooking if that's the case. So I'm hoping that that's the case because, again, whatever defensive issues or quandaries you would have, offensively they would just be able to get it done like that. Well, Gerald, since we've we've gone through uh, all 29 other teams, let me ask you a question. How many nights in the Western Conference do you think Anthony Davis is going to have to uh, punch in and bring his lunchbox. I mean, you know, as far as well, name name. Let's throw. So Jokic, you're gonna have to yeah. bring your lunchbox and Embiid. your hat with him in the Western Conference. I said. Oh, uh, in the Western. Let's just in the Western Conference. I mean, after Jokic, I mean, you've just got a whole bunch of standard centers right there. I don't know if you consider Aiden at that level. He Aiden is at that level. On certain occasions, seemingly okay. When the- we we know we know that uh, Wemby and Chet Holmgren they're gonna they're gonna want to. But Wemby doesn't want to play the five. Well, I mean, somewhere, somewhere, Gerald, they're gonna be matched up against one another. Oh yeah, on I mean, yeah. For for yeah, that's just a ways it works out. There's so I'll, I'll, I'm saying, Gerald, is there's uh there's a standard, you know, Dom Sabonis is going to be. Uh, Darren says the Timberwolves who can throw two seven footers at you. You got Nas Reed, you got Cat, you also got Rudy against AD. Yeah, that's going to be a uh, hard hat lunch, but not a lot, Gerald. There are a lot of young centers, young forwards in the Western Conference. Anthony Davis really only has a hard day's work. I think, you know, minute like Darren was saying, Minnesota. Then you got Sacramento. Uh, Phoenix is a is a Gerald. That's a picnic. That's a picnic now. DeAndre Ayton isn't there. Well, you don't. If you like can't dominate play. Nurkic at this yeah. point in his career. You're. That's really a sad. That's exactly. Sad What's yeah. the matter, Joe? You don't like picnics. <laughs> well, one of the things I do want to ask you, Joe, and I'll, I'll bring Joe back in here, uh, Mr. Smiley himself. One of the things I want to ask you, my friend, is Torian Prince, who today said something a little bit eye-opening, and that he says. He will definitely shoot 40% from behind the arc. And this is the guy who I'm going to go look it up when the last time he did shoot from there, but it wasn't last year. He shoot about 37%. Your thoughts on him actually going ahead and kind of guaranteed it. Hmm. Joe, you can speak now when I send it over to you. Remember, you're the guy that always talks about the LA lights, you know, 
five percentage points down from what they normally shoot. Blah 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 blah. It's not sounding good right now with all the talk. So now he's put a giant bullseye on his back. Yes, he has. And there are better players than Torian Prince who have failed at dealing with the LA lights and pressure. Mm-hmm. I will be supporting him. I would mm-hmm. obviously love the f- love the fact that if he, if he could hood from forty to forty two, but the issue there too is, is he? He's only to, done it twice in his career. Is he going to relinquish that forty two percent on the defensive end, which is where he struggles? Or oh, actually, once in his career. My bad. Sorry. the The Lakers have two issues that they need to address that they didn't do very well last year. Number one, uh, they weren't good in closeout transition defense, and then they weren't good at shooting threes. Uh, if they could go up 10 spots on the threes and move up a little bit on defense, then you have a long ways in terms of uh, – or a shorter way of uh, having issues down the road. I'm not happy with the talk. Uh, I, I Usually I do. Because most of the time when the Lakers would talk, they, they, they back it up. But this team hasn't – I don't feel this team has that kind of personality to talk. They just, just get the work and show it. If you want to talk after that, that's fine. But I, I just don't – I don't really care. I don't really care about the words. I'm, I'm, focused, I'm focused on watching you guys. Show me a little bit of the tease in, in, in training camp in the preseason games. We'll, we'll be able to tell a few – after a few plays, probably if if this is something that that could be, you know, progressive, but too much talk before you walk in L.A. with the pressure. We're watching the L.A. fandom is very, 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 very diligent, very focused. We know our basketball. We know what we remember. Everything. Do not, do not fail if you're talking. That just don't. Otherwise, it's going to get much, much worse for you. So that's that's the only advice I can give you to help you. One of the things I want to ask Sean is uh, Rui Hashimura, who is under consideration for the final starting spot on the roster. I know Bloodhound in our chat uh, was talking about he was under the impression that he was the number three at this point in time. Nothing's been uh, definitive as of yet. We only know about the four starters of course, the backcourt of Russell and Reeves, and of course, LeBron and AD. The thing that is hopefully will work out itself out in training camp in the exhibition season. But when it comes to Rui Hashimura, he said that the talk of him losing weight and and all the the stuff talk that, that we talk, you know was speculated upon and and pretty much said out there that he had lost X amount of pounds and all this weight. He said actually wasn't to the extent that what people were talking about and that uh, a lot of it was based on the fact that he was pictured near LeBron, uh, who is a very large size individual. You know, he carries that great frame. So he said when you compare the two, that's why he might have looked a little smaller. I don't know what he means by that, by backing off the the implied statements about how he lost some weight. So he was going to go ahead and play more three. So that just leaves everyone a little bit more confused on whether or not he still wants to play predominantly four or whether he still wants to play predominantly three. And if that's the case, he can't play three as much as we would like to. 
it makes a harder fit for him to be in that starting lineup, doesn't it, Magic Man? Yes, it does, Gerald. That's just that's a lot of power, but uh, not a lot of speed. And it's obviously a tactical uh, strategy that would be taken advantage of significantly. Um, look, the defense was just so much better after the trade deadline, and it was by design. After the, the trades were made, obviously, Gerald, the coaching staff, which is, by the way, a little different this year, but they all agreed that uh, it was it was in the best interest of the team that Jared Vanderbilt start and Rui come off the bench. Now, I remember before the decision was made, Gerald had mentioned that he thought that that's the way they should go. Although Gerald emphasized it, that he thought Rui was a better overall player when he was coming yeah. off the bench. And I just think he batches up better be against second teams. And, and you know, cause Vanderbilt's not going to, that was before offense. he even played a minute with us. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Just Vanderbilt's not going to give, uh, you know, the kind of offense you need coming off the bench. So he's just a much better fit with what he can do defensively. If you're going to play him, if you're going to give him a four-year extension and, and go ahead and play the guy, the best matchup for him at this moment is in that starting lineup because he just he seems awkward coming off the bench, giving him 15 to 20 minutes a game unless you've got some specific matchup you have in mind for him to go ahead and attack. So we'll see what happens. And, and, and Gerald, I, I'd also like to emphasize that this also isn't a situation uh, like as an example where Carmelo Anthony was very resistant to come off the bench for yes. Marquise Chris. I don't think there's any ill will or uh, any of those bubbling up resentful feelings amongst the players. I think they're all rooting for each other drilled some way, shape or form. Yeah. yeah, it's a competition, but we're all in the same team here. And I don't think there there's any animosity or, or acrimony between these competitions. Absolutely. Although if Vanderbilt can't hit the shot at any consistency from the outside, it makes it that much harder. to. We're going to find out Saturday, yeah. aren't we? We're going oh, to find out through the exhibition season as far as exactly what that Yeah, if he doesn't make like. his shots on, in the starting lineup, he's not going to be yeah. starting very long. Yeah, and that's that, a that, problem. Well, right? and, and that's why that's why I would I would try that experiment at first just yeah. to get it out of the way. It was just, again, it was just speculated on what was the, out there that he had lost a certain amount of weight, and that's what we reported because it was reported to us several outlets, several Lakers reporters had reported the same thing. So he's just more defined and toned. So we'll see if that translates into him allowing himself to play more three or if that sticks to playing more four there. So we'll see what happens. But once again, it is the Lakers fast break. This is Joe Soro, a Magic Man, Sean Grice. Thanks so much for watching, listening, along with me, Gerald Glassford. We're talking Lakers media day that happened earlier today. Nothing real major of note, uh, no juicy tidbits, no controversy, no drama behind the scenes, which actually for us is a breath of fresh air, Joe. But when you have out in the NBA landscape, some things that was said by Giannis Tentacumpo in regards to what I said earlier, he said that uh, he would love to be a Milwaukee Buck as long as they're winning. And then, of course, you have the drama still unfolding in Philadelphia with James Harden 
not even bothering to show up, or maybe he was told to stay away by Philadelphia and whatever you want to go ahead and say about that. So he'll be seeing a nice large fine in his future. It just sends a message that I think that when it comes down to it, Joe, I think the Lakers, the synergy that they have, that they enjoy playing with each other, LeBron minicamp in San Diego, all this is equating to, I think, what could be health willing, a very good season, Joe. Starting off with your first comment about Giannis, Giannis is officially, uh, I guess, on the outs with with Milwaukee. I, I it didn't make sense when he was talking about the, as long as the the Milwaukee Bucks are focused on winning, this is a small market team that had the fourth largest payroll. They have a damn good roster, or de- had a damn good roster even before Damian Lillard was acquired. So I don't know what's going on with Giannis in Milwaukee. Must be something behind the scenes that happened to where he's just continuing to throw these little subtle jabs at Milwaukee and and saying that I'm not necessarily going to ever really commit. Uh, You know, I just, I don't, I don't know. This just doesn't sound right. Sounds like he just isn't happy there uh, for some weird reason. James Harden, I would send him somewhere bad. Uh, at this point, <laughs> send them the to Clippers? Minnesota. Send them to Minnesota. No, that's where he wants to go. I wouldn't send them anywhere well, you said near send where he wants somewhere to go. bad. I just yeah, said the Clippers. No, bad is and send them to I the know. to the to the Pelicans. Send them to Washington. To Washington, somewhere where uh, that mouth and that beard can can soak it in even more. Uh, sending him to the Clippers would be a first of all. What the hell are the Clippers going to send? That's that's the question. It's the same question we were asking about Miami. And they would be man. That's what they would be asking for. If I'm the Clippers, God help us all. Uh, I wouldn't send anyone. I wouldn't send man for him. Why? Why the hell would you do that? It just doesn't make sense to me. I mean, I, I guess I'd be hard at this stage of his career. I would love I just, it. As a Laker fan, I would love it. It would be. It would just add to the disaster that's about to come, right? But if I'm Maury, if I'm Daryl Maury, I'm like, I ain't sending you anywhere where you want to go. I'm going to send you where I want you to go, and you're going to have to deal with it. You want to pout while you get there? Then, you know, Adam Silver needs to start getting up and taking care of this problem. Charlotte. I think Charlotte would be a great place to go. I wouldn't do that if I'm Charlotte. You don't want to destroy. No, but you want to send him to Charlotte. No, no, no. How about sending him to a bad place? Send him to Washington. (laughs) <laughs> Southern Minnesota. I'm thinking um Carl Anthony Towns, once once they get to fifteen and thirty, there's gonna be a lot of talk about him getting traded. I'd say that's the next big trade. Probably. Because I, uh, I don't I don't think I just don't think that's gonna work in Minnesota for uh Carl Anthony Towns. He he needs to be a second guy next to an all time great. And I'm bronchial. Send me someplace warm. I'm bronchial. So send them to Miami. (laughs) Send them to Miami where all the gangsters go to die, right? We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout, but we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Needing an edge for your fantasy football team? Listen to the guys at Inside Sports Fantasy Football for insight that will help you reach your league championship. That's Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Check it out today on your favorite podcast outlet.
Well, Sean, let me bring it to you then back here as far as the Lakers are concerned. I mean, some of the other guys that were that were up, in fact, the whole team was available. Some of the other interesting comments were by Max Christie, you know, talking about, you know, even as a 20 year old, can he crack the Lakers rotation on a regular basis? And he talked about some of the things obviously he has to get done in order to do so. Uh, he looks a little bit bigger, looks a little bit stronger. Obviously, that's some of the things that he needed to go was to get in the weight room and get a, and do just that. Your thoughts on Max Christie and his comments today? Obviously, he's very hopeful of getting the opportunity. I think he's still in competition with Cam Reddish, among others, for that two, three, four slot as far as being able to between him, Torian Prince, Cam Reddish, those guys that are playing in that that wing mix right there as far as backup to see who gets the minutes there. Your thoughts on what Max Christie can do this season? Yeah, Gerald, do you remember? Do you remember the uh, those old Fisher Price pictures where you'd click it and there'd be a different photo? Yeah, that's, that, that's kind of what Max Christie was last year. It's like flick good, flick bad. Flick Darren has him starting in two years. Is he going to be on the Lakers roster in two years? That could be the thing. Yeah. Yeah, it could be the starter on an expansion team by that time. We'll see. Oh God, I hope not, because Gerald, they they might he like Rob's made a lot of great moves over the the off season, but that was that was that was fumbling the bag. Well, that's the yeah. second time he's done that, as far as at least yeah. you know, with, with a, a second rounder and only give him a limited contract. Right, and there's plenty of evidence of young players like teetering there with the Lakers. Are they going to be on the Lakers? Are they going to be in the rotation? Are they going to go somewhere else? And usually, like, the tip of the scale always happens, and the Lakers normally bring them back. They usually either uh, underperform, (coughs) THT, (coughs) or uh, they're showing the door, unfortunately, like Alex Caruso. So I don't want to see either one of those things happen to Christie. Although a part of me also thinks, Gerald, that Max Christie, Christie could do everything right and Darvin Ham could still not play him for 15 or, or 20 minutes a night. I have a feeling you're right as well. It's not, you and I and, and Joe could be screaming about trying to get Max Christie in the game, and yet, you know, Ham, even with his three-guard rotations, oh. will not have him a part of it. Yeah, That's- no. I, I, that's I can what, see that, that happening. Yes, that's that's my biggest concern here is that it's not Christie whose potential is held back. It's the head coach who holds Christie's development back here because he's so obstinate and goddamn stubborn about a three-guard lineup that wouldn't win. A, uh, I'll just end it there. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't get don't get Zangerstein mad if she comes oh, on here in the but, but yeah, Gerald, I mean, he can't stunt this kid's development. Like, there's a reason Rob drafted him, right, Gerald? And we talked about this on draft. But there's a reason Rob paid the money, money to acquire to the draft him. pick. Yeah. Right. Because Rob said that at that moment in time, he was the best player available. And he also said, Gerald, that if they didn't draft they didn't get him then. If he went back to school, he likely would have been a lottery pick, and he wouldn't have been able to secure his draft rights. That's true. But, Absolutely. So he says all this, and you got to believe, Gerald, that 
in a in a meeting with with Darvin Ham, like Rob's got to be insistent that look, we spend a lot of draft capital on on this this guy, and his growth cannot be stunted or um, kind of quelled because you have this idea in your head about some three guard bump bump lineup that hasn't won blank blank and this kid could be a real fine so what are you gonna do coach i mean it has to be more than just giving him minutes and giving him run in the uh exhibition season joe and before i hit you up with one of the more interesting aspects of today's media day in the nba i want to hear your thoughts on max christie i mean do you hold as much faith as magic and i do on on fact that i think the kid can play but the problem is will he get the opportunity if he makes the shots yes okay he uh he'll have to force them to play him question is what position is he going to play is he going to be a guard or is he going to be a three Uh, he's got to be a two got to be a backup too he's just not big enough even though he did gain weight and strength he's still what did actually depending on the matchup if you know if the other team is small like, for instance, we were talking to Peter Sampson from Portland. If they go small with Shaden Sharp, Simons, and Scoot, then you could go ahead and get, get away with, you know, having someone like Max Christie. Who's I don't – I don't I, – I, I think the reality of what what this Does he look is... about Clay Thompson's size, 6'6"? Six, six, six? Go ahead, Sean. Yeah. Yeah. Christie's, Christie's a legit 6'6". Six, six. He's a little okay. bit taller than Reeves. Okay. Go ahead, John. Sorry. The role players on this team have to understand that there's going to be games where they play five minutes and some games where they play 20 minutes. That's really what I'm waiting to see how Darvin Ham handles that part of the the coaching part. Can he? Yeah, keep, he's around, but he's around his size. Yeah, Clay is an inch taller. Can he keep them happy playing five minutes one game, 20 minutes the next game? That's going to be the question. Max Christie's going to be one of those guys that's probably not going to be as uh, eager or, let's say, outwardly eager. You'll kind of still feel like maybe he's paying his dues. But guys like Torian Prince, Cam Reddish, uh, Gabe Vincent, these guys. Uh, I think Gabe Vincent's kind of he's kind of a team guy. I think he'll be fine. But yeah. you never know. You know, five minutes, six minutes. What if – what if Torian Prince gets hot? What if Cam Reddish has a game where he's hot? And, you know, you don't want to take them out. That's going to be the challenge for Darvin Ham. They have uh, acquired a lot of satisfactory to B-minus players. Uh, but when you do that, you don't really – you're not really able to set a seven- to eight-man rotation game in and game out. This is more of a, a ten-man team, maybe even an 11. Go ahead. I think he was just adding one more on there for you. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's uh, he's gonna have to convince these guys that we're going after a championship. I need everyone to understand that some games they're not going to be needed, and some games we're going to be needed. You need to you need to look at Lonnie Walker as an example. Lonnie Walker didn't play practically for a month, and he came in and he won a playoff game for the Lakers. That should be the focus. That should be what you show your team. And if everybody buys into that, that's when this team will be dangerous. 
regardless if they start shooting really, really well, because the Lakers seem to still win when they don't shoot well from three. Have you noticed that? I made it to the Western Conference final as a broken team, a team that was still being kind of formed because you have Anthony Davis and LeBron James, and those guys allow sometimes those role players to have a game like Lonnie Walker because you can't concentrate on those guys. You have to let somebody else beat you besides the main guys. And health and everyone buying in is actually more important than whether the Lakers can shoot threes or not. The Lakers won a championship in 2020 in in really dominant fashion, not really being a good three-point shooter. And they were winning the following year until AD broke. Because I remember 2021. That that year was known as the three-minute disappearing act every game. For three minutes, the Lakers couldn't score a point. Every game. Every goddamn game, they were not scoring for at least three minutes in some part of the game. What did it do? It didn't do anything. Lakers got in the – yeah, they were a low seed, but that was mainly because of of injuries. If the Lakers don't have AD come up limp, they're they're beating Phoenix, and they're probably beating Milwaukee in the finals. So, guys, it comes down to it. Lakers Media Day 2023 was not all that eventful, but that is kind of a good thing for me because there's no strife, there's no conflict, no bitterness, no nasty words thrown back and forth, nothing subliminal, no backhanded compliments, nothing we have to go ahead and try. And really when, when did that ever happen? In the past. Yes, it's happened. When? Come on. Has Okay, has there ever been a media day where LeBron has not said something, you know, where where he said something in the past in one of his press conferences before, one of his media days before, where he said one of his usual LeBron things, where he's he's saying one thing and meeting another, or or he's, he might be taking a shot at something, or, you know, so Lakers, their strife, like last year with the Russell Westbrook drama that, that started to play itself out during last media day. So we don't have any of that now. It's good. That's what I'm just trying to say. I'm trying to say it's it's good. It's peaceful. It's the karma. only time LeBron has said stuff that wasn't good, at least for me, was when it had nothing to do with basketball. Well, again, you know, that's that's other people have interpreted some of the things that he said before in the past different Yeah, but ways. that's because they don't like LeBron and they're just trying to find crap. Well, we did have an energy vampire for the past couple of years who kind of Especially after so, remember the fiasco that summer league that when they were there, it wouldn't talk to each other and both on the other, you know, the whole nine yards. Just the, mm-hmm. That drama is gone and I'm glad that it's gone. It's now thanks for bringing it up, Gerald. Appreciate it. You're very welcome because that's what I'm trying to do is how tell you is how wonderful it is to have just a nice relaxing media day here. So the last two things I want to go ahead and discuss magic man, Austin Reeves. Austin Reese was called to do that magical picture, you know, with the stars, LeBron and AD. So he was called first to be called over there. And also D'Angelo Russell, as far as the starting four, you notice there was no other individual called to go ahead and do that, you know, stars picture, quote unquote. Uh, you know, Austin Reese talks about, you know, what he learned over the course of the summer. We're playing with FIBA. I'm just worried about maybe him be getting a little bit fatigued. Uh, what do you think Ham should do over the course of the next couple of weeks to make sure that he doesn't get run down sooner rather than later? Yeah, Gerald, 
I thought that question was kind of like weird and awkward. Like Austin Reeves is a come on mid- over, Austin. Take the picture, yeah. Mid twenty year old man, and you're asking him like to write a book report about his summer vacation. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. I, really, really, you saw you saw how this man was uh, was um, I mean, he was treated like uh, like Elvis. Yeah. Uh, for a few weeks. Um, you know what, Gerald? I, I happen to think that you're right. I, like, I, would, I wouldn't I would run him into the ground as far as training camp and preseason goes. He played he played a lot during the summer. He's in shape. Uh, I don't think you, you need to uh, to uh, over overextend what he can do. Um, I will say this, though. Uh, I think it is good for his conditioning that he's coming in uh, to the season with uh, wheels on the ground, Gerald, yes, because I, because I, I think for whatever reason last year, like you said, the poor start and then the the just hamster on the wheel mentality that they had to have just to get back, I think it did him in. Yeah, because this time last year he was not invited up for that big picture with LeBron and AD. So no, he was he's, somebody probably asked him to get them coffee. Yep, exactly. Plus Joe says he's 25. He'll be okay. He'll be okay. Uh, but the last question I have for this evening, as far as the Lakers fast break podcast on media day, 2023, Joe is uh, I guess it wasn't Giannis Antetokounmpo. It wasn't James Harden that caught the ire of so many people. It was in Miami. And the hairdo that Jimmy Butler came out with for today's press conference and media day. Your thoughts, Joe, because I've been waiting to ask you this one now all day since I first saw it. Your thoughts on the unique hair design from Jimmy Butler. You want to repeat what I told you earlier today, Sean? Uh. (laughs) Does it contain an obscenity? I'm trying to remember. I don't think it did, no. No, no. Is Um, it going to offend a certain part of the audience? uh, Yes, it would. Sort of, but he looked like Andre 3000, but less. Like, like, hey, yeah, Andre 3000. Not uh, so fresh or clean, Andre 3000. It was. He looked like Andre. It was emo. He looked like Andre 3000, but on the down low. Well, it, it it and it almost looked like uh, Jimmy Bieber Butler, like he it, it was. Bieber is the right word. Beep Bieber. Lakers in five. I, I think that's probably closer to what uh, I think was commonly said out there. I, I, agree. <laughs> I agree. That's a better one. Yeah. Wow, five, how I think, you I doing? Agree. <laughs> I think little Nikki was quoted several actually I think it was trending on social media and we'll just leave it at that. So I think I think Jimmy was trolling everyone. Oh I think he oh, was too. Well he probably was, but he usually comes in with a new hairdo every every media day. So last year it was the uh the braids. He looked like he looked like he could have been in Millie Vanilli. There you go. Well hey it's uh, it's something again. He he's obviously want to get blame it on the ring. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh! Here we go. Here we go, indeed. But once again, it's the Lakers fast break, not Millie Vanilli. It is Gerald Glasser along with Joe Sorrow and Magic Man Sean Grice. Thanks so much for watching and listening. As always, again, if you have not checked out all 
29, because we're going to do Lakers team preview just before the start of the season, 29 of the NBA teams out there. We've had guests from all around the world talking about the NBA. And in fact, we might bring a couple back because of the trades that were done before the season starts. So be on the lookout for that. But go ahead and check it out today on YouTube and the special playlist that says NBA team previews 2023. Darren says there'll be no bleeping bleeping for the Ranster. Oh, there's always bleeping for the Ranster. Listen to the audio versions of the show. There's a lot of bleeping there indeed. But guys, great to have you here again. Lakers Media Day. I actually enjoyed it because of the fact that it didn't create or stir a lot of controversy. We heard good news about Bronny James. Heard positive attitudes from everyone out there. That was far as part of Media Day. Looking forward to a great season. Seems seems a lot of kumbaya, symbiotic, family, good chemistry starting to form, Joe. Kind of reminds me of 2019, 2020, Joe. Not too bad, Sean. Not too bad, Joe. Well, as long as it results in what happened then, I'm I'm, I'm there. Absolutely. you, You and I both. You and I both. But we'll see what happens. Remember, you know, last year, Sean, at this time, during training camp, they were starting Damian Jones. Got to remember that. Got to remember that. I'm sorry. It's, it's almost two o'clock. It's a little after two o'clock. Night and day. Night yeah, and I day. don't want to break out the Pepto Bismol at two o'clock yeah. in the morning. Joe. I'm just letting you know that this time last year they were they were starting in the training camp. He was running with the with the first team. So, uh, yeah. you know what, Gerald? I, I'm just gonna say this: if you put <sighs> Mohamed Sine, Robert Swift. Vitale Paldapanko from those great Sonics teams up against Damian Jones, Mo Bamba, and Wendy Gabriel. Who would you take, Gerald? Is that a trick question? I think uh, I'd say I, give me give me Potapenko. Give me okay, Potapenko yeah, yeah. He, he, he wasn't bad. He he'll he'll elbow you to death. So there you go. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'd shot or two. I would take the 21 feet of useless center that the Sonics have over the 21 feet of useless center. How about John Tonkak? Oh my gosh. That guy John Tonkak versus Damian Jones. No, there was John Tonkak, but who was the other center that was like right around him that was just similar to Joe Klein? Yeah. Joe Klein. Yes. Yes. They were because they came out of the same draft. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. They were always like mirroring each other. They're like, there's careers and whatnot. So I will say, Adam, that Bryce Hamilton will be in training camp. He did play out of UNLV, uh, you know, maybe came out not at the right time. I don't think he'll make the team. Uh, he could be a candidate for the G League roster. So that's something, that, you know, if he has a good season there, he'll probably get a call up somewhere, maybe in the Lakers. They do have an open spot, guys, but I think that, that they're looking at bigger fish. I think they're looking at bigger fish to go before they go ahead and fill that up. Uh, I think there's, you know, what they have is what they're going to go with for now, unless somebody gets waived. You know, Reggie Bullock is, is you know, according to reports, is probably going to be leaning towards an Eastern Conference contender. If you hear those latest rumors, could be, could be, could be not. We'll see, but... Uh, you know, I think the 15th roster spot going to stay open for now, Sean. I really think so. I agree with you, Gerald. I think they're going to leave it open 100%. It's like unless unless there's a move to be made where they can they can absolutely improve and close the door 
I agree with you. I think they're going to keep it open. I think so. Unless, you know, we're all hoping that like Empire Jeff earlier today with Oklahoma City, that Isaiah Joe or Poku actually ends up on the waiver wire. That would be something that would be like, yes, that you have to go ahead and get. But unfortunately, that's probably not going to be the case. There's probably players that are probably going to be cut first from Oklahoma City. But we'll be watching it as we'll be watching what's going on with training camp. It is Joe Sorrell, the Magic Man, Sean Grice, and me, Gerald Glassford. Thanks so much for watching and listening. We will be back tomorrow with the training camp update. Hopefully there'll be some good news. Hopefully everybody will stay healthy. Uh, Darren says, Joe, is it bad that Gerald and I think alike sometimes? Absolutely not, Darren. Absolutely not. It's kind of scary when you start thinking like Joe. Now that is absolutely scary indeed. So for Joe Sorrell, Magic Man, Sean Grice, and me, Gerald Glassford, thanks so much for watching this thing. Truly appreciate it. We'll see you tomorrow with more great stuff. Training camp is now here. Lakers training camp is officially started. That's awesome news to hear. And we'll keep up the news and information for you right here with the best Lakers chat room that's out there and the best Lakers show that's out there. The Lakers Fast Break.